0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 190 from June 20th, 1996. Thursday night show closing out the week. Another rare two-guest appearance. The first hour, the band Orbital. And the second hour, Primitive Radio Gods. Adam plugs their upcoming next week of guests, uh, citing 311 and Tori Amos. And he also comments on the uh, strange recent stretch of of dual-guest episodes, the double bookings. Adam does reveal that his dad, Jim Carolla, will be guesting on the show next week. Now this ties into Adam's classic story of his dad not knowing when Loveline taped and what days of the week it aired. He never actually reveals that Jim Carolla appeared on the show after that confusion, but apparently he does, coming up very soon. He describes his dad's nature, calling him a bit of a ham, and shares his poison karma anecdote. His dad told him that he would reap what he sows for the things he says on air. Drew reveals that his wife Susan is in the studio watching the record live and they're going on uh, vacation next week and Adam has a pristine penis mention which is a whole other legacy all of itself as per usual this was recorded in 1996 some of the medical advice may be out of date please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line one 800 E 191 listener discretion is advised you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One on Facebook Podcast One there as well and Podcast Podcast1.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts Mahalo and get it on the following program is a podcast1.com production.
1: Okay. Love line is meant for an adult audience.
2: Love line making a Sexually oriented content.
1: Listener discussion advice. Now, here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla.
3: Hey, hey, hey. All right, let me get the phone number out. one 800 love 191 Fax number 310-854. Forty-four fifty-five. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, Dixon Medicine specialist. God bless you, Doc. Thank you. Hey, uh, tonight we have a uh, full plate with Orbital coming in on the first hour, and then Primitive Radio Gods coming in here at the uh, at the eleven o'clock hour. Excellent. So um, we've really been uh, doing a lot of that lately. Two guests all week pretty yeah. much yeah except sunday with no guests when it rains it pours. and next week we have the fabulous Tori Amos coming in also the band that uh i brought out oh, as my alter ego at the uh, weenie rose uh, 311 at the weenie rose that you brought out with me Drew, don't yeah okay don't argue with me all right what did you say man i brought out 311 all right and we i see brought out everclear right right okay So Goldfinger does not factor in Drew, but I appreciate you bringing that up. Also, my dad will be in (laughs) next week. So uh, explain that one to the crowd. Well, my dad's a shrink. Yeah, and uh, you know he basically talks to people for a living. He tries to uh, fix people, right? And uh, he's a bit of a ham, and he's always wanted to be on the radio, and he's been bothering me. And you know, he's a huge fan of the show. Really. No, not really, because Ah. uh, like uh, three weeks ago, I was talking to him and he goes, yeah, maybe I could come on the show and, uh, you know, if it works out, maybe I could just get a little regular slot, like, say, um, I don't know, 7.30 Fridays. (laughs) I said, "Uh, Dad, the show is is not on on Fridays, nor is it on at 7.30 anywhere, you big idiot. Very dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. (laughs) Absolutely. But uh, my dad, who said I uh, was uh, getting myself some poison karma from dispensing uh, the type of venom that I spew out on this show, will be in here. And I just said, Dad, just come in here and see what it's like.
4: And I will be away next week. Oh. The entire week. Oh. You going to live without me?
3: Oh, good. Where are you
4: going? Shut up. No, I'll I'll miss you. Where are you going? I'm going to Mexico. Uh
3: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
4: Undisclosed location.
3: Hire more uh, undocumented help to take a look after the kids. Yes. Cut it out. (laughs) Uh, where's your lovely wife, Susan? I don't see her. Is she, oh, she's in the studio. Okay. All right. So I'll back off on the naked triplet jokes because she'll come in here and kick my ass. That's true. All right. So Orbital will be uh, rolling into the studio. Uh, actually, just, uh, Paul Hartnell, who is, uh, one half of, uh, Orbital and his brother Phil had some visa difficulties. We'll get to right? the bottom of that. Oh, yeah. Really? They're from the UK. Wow. And, you know, they're, they're sticky about who they let out of the country. Angela. Oh, did I? Get, I get the phone number out. twenty, you're on Loveline.
5: Yeah. Um, I have a question for Doctor Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading in a magazine about the rhythm method. Right. And I just want to know. Um, it didn't like. you just said that's a uh, another way of using, without using um a pill or anything. I no,
4: like. no, 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 no. Where did you read that? Um, the Bible. Was, yeah.
5: No, <laughs> it was inside a mag, a
4: Cosmopolitan. No, I mean it is a way that people have tried to try to determine. When the rhythm method is more useful to get to get yourself pregnant than to not get yourself pregnant. In other words, if you're trying to get pregnant, you can try to time the intercourse at the time at which you ovulate. To try to really do that with any degree of accuracy and try not to get pregnant is is not birth control. Okay,
3: but okay. some women know their bodies some, fairly yeah, well. Yes, yeah, some they can a, feel that ache times
4: they can predict that, but you can't with any kind of accuracy. If you're trying to achieve ninety nine percent Right, people don't want to get pregnant. Want like ninety nine 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 point five percent protection.
3: No way you're going to get that with the rhythm method. All right, but let's let's just say hypothetically. Hold on, Angela. I I'm a woman. All right. Yeah. I know when my egg drops. Right. Oh. Okay, there it goes. Right. Okay. Now, what, what's the date today? The twentieth. Okay. Oh. It drops around the twentieth each month. Okay. Let's say. All right. Now I can't have sex after that, right? Right. right. And for how long after like, that? Or before
4: it, too. A couple, days before. couple days before. A couple
3: days before, a couple days after. A
4: mm, week or so after.
3: Okay, but so if you really know, you can, you, you can you get kind of close. But you cannot really know. It's okay. not possible. All right, you know. So answer. rhythm
4: method is not contraception, okay? It's a way of trying to figure out what the least likely time during your period would be, during your menstrual cycle would be, when you would not get pregnant.
5: Well, what about what does it have to do with temperature, they said?
4: Yeah, their basal body temperature that, that helps you determine when you have ovulated. So, again, to try to figure out when you are most likely to get pregnant.
5: Okay, well, because I know that's no, what no. the Catholics say, that you—no, no,
3: no, 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 no. Don't get me started no. on those godforsaken yeah. Catholics. No,
4: no, no. But I mean, it, it, you shouldn't be having sex if you if you have to use that kind of contraception.
3: Yes, yeah. yeah. you can try the Ouija method too, Angela.
5: Okay, because that's what they taught—they taught my husband and I when we went for a marriage encounter. Because we are married.
3: What's and,
4: wrong with a condom?
5: Well, I don't know. I, I, we used to use a condom, and then I was on the pill. And I just thought, you know, well, maybe we would try it, you know, just because I, I just had, well, six months ago I had a baby, and um, I just wanted to see, you know, instead of taking the pill, because they said that, you know.
4: If you don't mind the risk of pregnancy, then that's fine. You can may- maybe reduce the risk, but certainly not to zero.
3: All right, all right, the inevitable. Eventually, one of those uh, little sperms is going to find its way mm-hmm. to your egg. Mm-hmm. Brooke, 14, you're on Loveline. Um,
5: yeah, okay, my problem is I was walking house um, when I forgot to bring my brother's CDs, and I went upstairs to get the CDs, and I didn't bother to knock on his door because I heard a vacuum, so I thought he was, like, vacuuming,
6: but
3: uh, he, like, wasn't. He was, like, judging himself.
6: And you know what I mean? With the vacuum? <laughs> yeah.
3: Really? It wasn't an upright, was it? Because that can get painful. Oh, Especially if they have that oscillating brush.
6: No, it was, like, the central vacuum you of know,
3: the Right. He popped the hose off. Oh, my God. Stop. I know. I know. I got a reducer attachment, so I could use it, bro. That's uh,
6: really a problem.
3: Oh, how old is he? He's
6: like sixteen. Oh.
3: That that really, for a fourteen-year-old girl to witness that, especially within the uh, within the family, has to be uh, traumatizing. I'm like at
6: my friend's house, and like I don't want to go back home because
3: like. I don't, uh, well, look, no. as lo- as long as he's got the vacuum, you're safe. Is is it is it, the, is it that you don't want to confront
4: him or see him? Yeah, and I'm like embarrassed. Sure, like, of course. How do you think he feels? Uh, I don't,
2: I don't know. Probably
3: worse. Yeah, Brian. Uh, right. Yes, Brooke. Yeah. So you barged in through the door.
5: Well, like I set my foot in, and I could like see like through the crack.
3: Okay, but did he see that you saw? Okay, first let's address the dangers of uh, of, of basically um, humping a vacuum cleaner. Drew, anything that you know of? You're the mechanic. Can your uh, the testicles be turned inside out? No. Um, can it pop an eyeball inside no. of your head, no. your, the socket? No. Lose a filling. No. Um, no. I don't know. Yeah. It I something don't know with either. the HEPA filter. Nothing? No.
4: No danger? I mean, I don't know. You're a mechanic. You tell me. I mean, can something be... I mean, can they generate so much suction that it hurts somebody? I,
3: I would think, yeah. One, right. t- one time when I was a kid, I took a glass, just like a regular, like a pretty big glass, like a tumbler. Yeah. And I put it over my mouth. And you know how if you suck it in, yeah. it'll stay on there. Right. You don't have to use your hands. And I just went, and I kept this glass on my mouth for a couple hours. And when I pulled it off, I had a big black and blue ring around <laughs> my face. For a week, I had this huge, looked like a, like a bass. What?
4: <laughs> Why a couple of hours?
3: You know, you're, you're, you're bored when you're young. It's not much going on. We didn't have cable in Nintendo when I was a lad. Wow. we, we made do with the, the tumblers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brooke. Yeah? All right, listen. Here's the deal. There's no way he's bringing this up. You understand? Yeah. I can barely hear you. Oh, There's sorry. There's n- yeah. not a snowball's chance in hell he's going to bring this up. I, I, I don't even think he's going to say anything that starts with a V. In front of you for the next uh, five years So if you don't bring it up You can just sort of skirt around it right? But you use it, Brooke, as your ace in the hole This is your trump card As a matter of fact, if he starts hassling you Or he catches you doing something Or says he's going to tell your folks About this or that Or gets in your diary or something You just say, uh, oh well uh, Maybe I'll talk to Mr. Hoover And see how he's doing And he will shut right up You understand, Brooke? Use this. Don't waste it now. All right. All right. It's, your brother's okay. I mean,
4: there's nothing wrong with him. It's, it's kind of a funny thing to do, but he's probably okay.
3: No, these guys go on to build bridges and design uh computer programs. Uh, Megan, 18.
5: Yeah, hi. Um, okay, I have a little problem. A lot of my friends are in really heavy relationships um, where they're having sex, and they tell me all about it, which is fine, but... I, uh, can't really relate because I'm 18 and I'm a virgin, but what's worse is that I've never kissed a guy. And, um, I have a lot of really close guy friends. I mean, my best friend's a guy and uh, a lot of guys are interested in me, but they're just the wrong guys. I mean, they all want to have sex <laughs> and, um, I don't really know what to do because I mean, I'm going off to college and I don't know. I have a lot of, I mean, I, I'm really, I really like my, um, my best friend but i don't want to ruin our friendship so i haven't really
2: but. Why?
4: how would you ruin the friendship
5: well i mean she just gonna
3: make that. a move
5: yeah if we did that you know and then like it wouldn't work
3: out Your so. best friend's a guy
5: what
3: I'm, I'm assuming your best friend's a guy yeah he is okay
4: um why do you feel so why does this make you feel so inadequate i mean it sounds like you're 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 standing by your values you're being smart you're not making any foolish choices do you well, feel left out or do you friends feel, are talking about you it feel, well, make you feel but, left but out? Are you lonely or left well, out? No, What's I happening? Mean, I
5: feel like I'm just missing out, you know, cuz I mean I can't really
4: Listen, do you ever listen to this show? Yeah. This is what happens what you hear about in this show is what happens when people have sex before they're ready. Yeah. And before they're mature enough or before they're emotionally
3: are ready for it. All right, does but it she... sound
4: like you're missing out on anything when you listen to this show?
3: okay yeah i think it does actually no it, oh believe me we have 15 year olds calling in about uh threesomes and megan has not even kissed a man you feel 18. like that you were left out i'm 32 i feel like i'm getting uh, yeah, but the fact
4: is if you're 15 you hear about stuff like that and it doesn't sound right at all and, yeah. and you and you get to hear about how much trouble people get in emotionally and otherwise
3: megan and that's what happens all if right, you're but... not ready you're ready you're going to college you'll meet lots of new people oh. you're gonna be fine oh but she can kiss somebody for heaven's sake <laughs> megan all right. What's been holding you back? Is it a religious conviction?
5: Um. Well, no. I mean, I'm just not ready to hit that.
3: Okay. Um, but you're, you're ready to do a little kissing.
5: Well,
3: yeah. Maybe a lo- just, little little petting? Know. Some petting? Yeah. Light petting?
5: Well, sure. Okay. The guys that, you know, have, like, taken an interest in me, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with them. And so okay. I just hold back. And All right.
3: But, Megan, you feel comfortable around your best friend. Yeah. All right. And you're going off to college. Yeah. It's time to make a try. All right. Don't do anything you friend. don't want to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. see how it goes it doesn't have to ruin a uh, relationship just right. because happen. you have a uh, physical encounter with someone lord knows ann and i've had our flings we still get along fine don't we producer Ann? <laughs> and she looks good paul have yourself a seat put on them uh, headphones mate and uh hmm. buckle up okay. okay all right now paul's from orbital paul uh, your brother uh,
7: phil hartnell Yep. did not make it into the country no, not, not just yet. He should be arriving tomorrow, fingers uh-huh. crossed. What happened? Um, I'm not too sure. The American embassy seemed to be messing around with our visas. They said that all of our visas are okay, but their computer went down, and they had to hold two back uh-huh. until the next day sort of thing. I got mine. Right. And so, my brother didn't get his so you're in. you got so, in okay? Yeah. No, oh, no problem with okay. the visa. It's just they, they were just holding them up.
3: And you got the heroin in okay?
7: Yeah, fine. Okay. No You'll be passing that yeah, later? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Good.
3: Uh we had a little tro- What 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 group was it? Was it Black Grape or who the- it's, it should have been black grape. I but think it was one of those guys. I think uh, black grape had some visa difficulties too. But I think doesn't that's,
7: surprise me. I,
3: it does, you, you met those black guys. Grape? You met them. Um,
7: I know their reputation. Yeah,
3: believe me. I was I I was ready to uh, kick their ass right out of here.
7: Yeah, yeah. I can imagine <laughs> those the guys that brought the
4: Butterfingers and Snickers bars.
3: Forty ounces of uh, Loenbrow and Brow uh, in Snicker bars is basically. Right. You'd think England would be happy to get rid of them. Quite frankly. Well, yeah you think, hey, if someone says, screw up, fine, good riddance, you're not coming back. <laughs> enjoy enjoy the uh, United States. All right, so Orbital is going to be in, uh, do the organic thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that in Big Bear?
7: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
3: Is it? I, I hadn't heard of it until this year. Is Has this been going on in years past? No, this is
7: the first time. The, or, I don't know what to call it, it's not the organic tour. No, it's just um, the organic tour. Party sort of. I think festival, they screw it up by like. saying
3: the in front of organic.
7: Yeah. Yeah. You're doing organic. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's kind of a rave. Um, it's yeah, sort of, but it's more. It's a bit more like a sort of festival vibe, uh-huh. really, because it, it's in the middle of the woods at a, in a sort of ski resort. And it's, so it's sort of it's a bit like the sort of festivals that um that I'm used to the sort of hippie festivals that you get in the UK and that it sounds more like you know on that sort of atmosphere. Did you guys do Woodstock too? Yeah, yeah. Was that nuts? It was indeed, yeah. How many people were there? Um, I think it was about three hundred thousand. Oh my god, it's oh, it huge!
3: Wow, that's like a, a that's a country. They in, weren't in all Europe. watching
7: us. I would say that they, they weren't all, you know, watching us perform. But... Well,
3: if you if you, if you get one third of them,
7: you got a good size. yeah, spread. yeah, indeed, yeah. All
3: right, so uh, that'll be in uh, Big Bear uh, this weekend. Yep, so yep. people should get out. And then are you guys going out uh, finishing the well, tour are Yeah, that? we're
7: doing a three-week tour after that, sort of in a big U-shape up, up the West Coast along the top and then sort of down the East Coast, roughly speaking.
3: All right. Well, a little later on, we'll talk to uh, Matt, a.k.a. Money, and uh, your uh, record pimp, and uh, get the uh, dates from him, and we'll be able to, because we're on all over the country, right. so we'll be able to alert them that uh, Orbital's coming to a uh, club near them. All right, so. Back to the phones. Okay, all right, just jump in and say whatever you want. Okay, there's no screwing up on this show. Radio. Right? All right, except <laughs> by Adam, except by me. Carrie, sixteen. You're on the love line with uh, Paul Hartnell, who is uh, the representative of Orbital today. Hi. Hey. Um,
5: this is for Doctor Fu, Yeah, Carrie. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm really worried that I might be pregnant. Because
4: Boy, you sound terribly nervous. <laughs> is that just because you're on the radio, or is that all because of you, you worry about the pregnancy?
5: Um. All of it, because this is a life-and-death situation for me. Because Why? If my parents find out what I've been doing, they will kick me out of the house. They will disown
4: me. The fact that you've had sex with somebody. Yes. You know what? Have they told you that? Or is yes, that just have. your... Because mo- most parents really wouldn't do that. I mean, they yes, may try to... They're religious, too. They're what?
3: They're religious. All right, but that, that is the pre The pre-pregnancy, right. 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 That's, That's the way that... to try
4: to scare you out of getting in this position. Unfortunately... As Adam's pointed out, it creates a lot of tension that sometimes leads to a reaction or an acting out.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it, it Carrie, mm-hmm. the more uh, fire and brimstone they hurled at you from their uh, religious pulpit, the more you wanted oh. to go out and have sex, didn't you? Well, see, okay, I've been, I
2: told two of my friends about this and they say that it might have been raped, too. Okay. Oh, really? What happened? And what happened? I
5: don't, I don't know if I can call it rape. What well, happened? Some, do you want me to explain yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, what happened? Okay, okay. The second time, okay, I've done it three times, but I don't, I don't know what the first one is. But the second time, my friends are saying that it seriously is because, okay, he slept with my best friend, and you know, I forgave him and I forgave my best friend.
4: Which already is a mistake, but go ahead.
5: <laughs> I couldn't help it. He gave me the puppy dog look, and uh. you know, I'm, I'm very forgiving. Okay. Okay. And okay, so you know, she wanted to. M- have us talking again because I was really depressed about what happened you know but you know she wanted us she didn't want us to break up or anything because of because of her so we went over to his house and you know we got to talking and stuff and then we went to his bedroom and just to listen to music because that sure. makes
2: me calmer and stuff right.
5: and she and him started pulling down I was wearing a dress and you know they both started pulling down my panties and stuff I could not do anything about it because you know I can't really speak out about this either because, you know, he's not really a strong person. How old is he? He's, okay, I am, I am now a sophomore, but I was a freshman and he was a junior. right.
3: Uh-huh. In-
5: mm-hmm. And so he's not, so they were both sitting there pulling down my pennies. I mean, that was my best friend.
4: Did you say no? And
5: my boyfriend. I couldn't. I was trying to keep my mouth closed. Why? Because he was. Trying to kiss me and stuff. Oh
3: my and, 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 All right. so where was she during this and, whole thing?
5: Is that is that called a rape or
3: did they have sex with you?
5: Um, he did.
3: Oh my god. And where was she?
5: She was she was helping him hold me down.
3: Yeah, sure, that's right. It's yeah, horrible. Definitely it's horrible.
5: And then afterwards when he had me pretty much down, she went and called up a couple of my friends and ex boyfriends telling him what was going on.
3: You're kidding. Well, how can how can this person be your best friend how or even be, ex-best how friend? How can she not mm. be
4: somebody you despise? I <sighs> don't oh, know. I mean, she's, okay, she's... she's Carrie, like, Carrie, neither he nor her are any friend of yours. Well, I mean, okay. No, no, she's, no, she's, no, no, she's a no, no, life. N- she no, no. Carrie, a Carrie, was raped and stuff that, well. that may be, but that's no reason for to, for you to allow her to continue to victimize you. First of all, you need to go to the pharmacy and get a pregnancy test. Okay? Yes, it been... Okay, I don't have any money
2: for that.
4: You have no money? I don't. You can't don't come to you up, up with? what's it? They, they're guys. about so ten they're or fifteen
3: dollars. Ten you bucks. You can't come up with ten bucks? No, I can't. Well, Carrie, <sighs> please. I mean, uh, we don't want to be tough on you here, but you're going to have to take some responsibility for yourself here. You need to get this test. You got to come up with ten bucks. I mean, ask ten people for a dollar.
4: Right. I'm sure you'll come up with that. Okay. Can wait, wait, to, wait. To, what?
5: Okay, there's a third time. Well, hang on, all hang
4: on. Right. We, we don't even need to hear the gory details about this. No, you, just really
5: quickly. One of my friends says
4: that this was rape, too. I, Kara, I'm sure it was because these are criminals. Carrie we're,
3: we're counting the first one as rape. Yeah. So really?
4: that's understood.
3: I mean, all my friends have been trying
4: to convince me. Kara, I'm it thinking, is, it, you need I'm to, thinking. no, it, it guaranteed it is not, it's rape, it's abuse of, of, of multiple types. You need to get a pregnancy test to see if, in fact, you are pregnant. Wait till two weeks after the last sexual encounter. And I think you need to tell your parents that you have been raped. Right. And your parents yeah. want to know this. They will help you. This is not your fault. You are, you are the victim of a violent crime. If you had been robbed at gunpoint, would you not tell your parents and look for, to them for support? This is the exact same kind of thing. Just because it involves sexuality doesn't mean it's your fault. And it is not your fault, Carrie. You are the victim of a violent crime. These people are not your friends.
2: Wow. All right. Yeah. All yeah. right.
8: Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. Truecar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car—that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it you doesn't happy. are talking have about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big wide ties. Oh, come on, now. come on, Drew. Now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com—they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com
4: analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers, so they never
8: overpay. The average savings is three thousand forty-six dollars off MSRP. That's that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. Sold by our True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer.
4: And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three step process. Three Guar- step. Guaranteed.
8: Savings. First, go to TrueCar.com, find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate.
4: And third, is simple. Print out your certificate, take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better
8: hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings.
4: TrueCar.com. Boom.
3: Let me give the phone number out, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Caroli. it's Dr. Drew. We're here with Paul Hartnell. He is the man from Orbital. His uh, brother Phil is uh, held up in the UK, but that's okay, we don't need him, we got Paul. They got a little CD. It's called Insides, and we'll probably be hearing some things off of that um, anytime soon. It's their, uh, I guess, your fourth.
7: Yeah, that's right.
3: Full full length thing. Yeah. Because you you do uh, you you've done a lot of uh, like dance tracks and things
7: that are like oh, yeah, yeah. extended whatever what do they call those where you you do a whole CD but it's just one big long song. Um, God, <laughs> I don't know what you'd call that. Um, you know, we we sometimes mix tracks together. I mean, that's all I would call it—mixing different tracks together. And he, um, but you've done a few of those outside of the four. full Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Done. We've, done, we've done a lot of EPs, right.
3: should we say. Right, and they'll be in uh, at the at organic. <laughs> in Big Bear, at the organic place there. And they got trees, and they got uh, kids taking drugs, and they got big screens and all kinds of effects, and uh, everyone can go out there and uh, get in touch with their id. <laughs> get naked and find yourself uh also i was just handed a list of other places the uh, fabulous orbital will be um monday the 24th of uh, june they will be in san francisco at the famous fillmore have you ever been there no it's a real landmark i've never been there either but uh you know all the you know Jimi hendrix and janice joplin all that right. uh 27th of june they'll be in portland at uh, la luna they'll be in chicago on the third uh, of july that would be at the uh, Metro, and uh, on the eighth of July, they'll be in Washington at the Nine Thirty Club. So uh, those are the places we're in, at least, and people can go uh, find you. And Drew, did you pick out a call?
8: Oh. It was, uh, yes. a little
3: lighter for our guests. Yeah, here. A little bit. We'll get there. Melody nineteen. Hi, how are you? Hey.
9: Um, the situation is it's it's with my psychologist. I I don't see him anymore. Um, I went to a school for, I guess it's like troubled teens. It's teens with like emotional problems that basically kids who've been kicked out of every other school.
3: Right. Out here we call it junior college.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I had a psychologist um, that I was supposed to see once a week. Um, Normally I would see him probably about three times a week. And whenever I got upset, if it was like after school hours, I would still go up and see him. Mm -hmm. And he'd always talk to me. There was never any any sexual or flirtations or anything. It was always very, you know, very professional and very, you know, just everything went fine. Um, The problem is now that I don't see him anymore and now that I feel like I've really gotten my life together, I'm really healthy. Um, I just, I just feel like I'm sort of in love with him. Mm -hmm. Is that is that a normal thing to go through?
3: Absolutely, it's like uh, many of the people we have listening to the show. I'm sure are in love with me.
4: <laughs> oh, pr- pray tell, continue.
3: <laughs> it is a strong male voice of reason they hear mm. coming into their chaotic yes. lives, like uh-huh. a big whisk broom. I clean up the mess, uh-huh. and uh, they're forever indebted. And of course, uh, the certain love and infatuation then follows. Mm. Uh huh. Hmm. Hmm. Well, wow. yes. The
9: thing is, it's it's not a sexual thing it's not i understand
3: melody it's it's
4: really part of the process of connecting with another person and really that's part that's at least part of in most cases what's supposed to happen in therapy you're supposed to make an emotional connection with that person in a controlled way who's somebody who knows how to move you through that relationship Mm -hmm. and it sounds like that process was still underway even when you were apart from your therapist Mm -hmm. and as you began to develop more you're sort of here and now self in the present you were able to experience those feelings that you might have even been developing back then, just weren't aware of it.
3: How how old a guy is he?
4: And you you need to see these things through. It's not exactly, uh, you keep asking, is it normal? It's not that it's abnormal, but it's part of a process towards health, and you're just in the middle of that process. Well,
3: it's natural.
4: It's admiration. This guy, in a way, saved you. you're you're being a little bit, it's more about transference. It's it's a little less about the
3: whisk room. I think Paul thinks it's more uh, about my idea, yeah. Well, Melanie, how old the guy is this guy? He's,
9: he's, he's 39. He's, he's young. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not the it's not All, right. All
3: right. Are you going to make a move or you have any plans?
9: See, that's the thing. I would never, ever want to ruin the relationship. Okay.
7: We but it's not, it's well, not, isn't it a friendship? I right. mean, isn't that what, what's been built up there? And you if ahead. you don't go and see the person, you miss your friend. Oh, I think it's reasonable for her to see him again. And, and br- I do, I, I do. I see
9: him, I see him all the time. It would be I good if
4: you would see him professionally, because again, you've you contacted some feelings that you need to be able to move through in a healthy way. And
3: yeah, but maybe she shouldn't see him professionally, Le- because she has stronger feelings. No, no, no. Feelings. Le- let me ask you this, Melody. Mm-hmm. Do you ha-
4: In your past, a lot of intense, chaotic relationships? Oh, definitely. Okay. She is moving through that with this male, and now she has an opportunity to do it in a healthy way, right. other than... Than in meshing the way she's done in the past and having these chaotic relationships where there no boundaries, she can learn to have a healthy relationship. And that's what the therapeutic process should be ba- about for her. I agree. But and it
3: sounds like she's no, having more no, thoughts about no, him. No, Oh, no. come on. She wouldn't be calling otherwise. She
4: need, Because she's in the middle of the process, she doesn't know what to do with this. If
3: she were in still going to the therapy, he'd move her through this. Melody, yes. now Drew and I need therapy to sort out <laughs> our therapy difficulties. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, the guy's good for you. Go, go visit him and sit on your hands. Professionally, professionally, professionally. understand right. it's part of your getting better, okay?
9: Right. And right. that's what I figured. I think All right. The reason I... I All right.
3: Melody, thing. Melody, yes. please. Yes. Go, go. Be good. Yes. <laughs> Paul, they don't have so many shrinks in the UK, do they? Um, I don't see evidence of them. They're not around. I mean, uh, you never hear about it. No, not really, no. And I don't know anything what's going on over there anyway. British people could sort of see their personal problems as just that. Yeah,
4: personal
7: problems, right? And they don't want to talk to anybody about yeah. it. Well, they watch I think you. they sort of store it up as guilt, right? <laughs> Very healthy over there. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why nobody talks to each other on public transport, Is right. that
3: right? Well, we don't do that here either. Yeah. We talk to people, but it's usually we have to like rape or kill them. I mean, yeah. There's some, you know, there's some interaction when we're killing. Give me your money or take your clothes off, or you know, there's some, there's some back and forth there. But yeah, you guys basically you you get loaded, you watch a little Benny Hill, and the next morning you uh, sweat it off gardening.
7: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay.
3: It sounds fairly healthy to me, actually. Frank, 28. Hey, how
10: you guys doing tonight? Good. Okay, uh, my situation here is uh, my girlfriend, she's uh, pressuring me to give her uh, anal sex, but uh, I want to know if I can just tell her a good way to get out of it, because she's getting really upset at me. And I think it's, like, really disgusting and it's painful, and I've had a bad experience with it once, and I just really don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. I want to know if you guys knew of a way for me to get out of this somehow. Which, why
4: does uh, this voice sound so oh, familiar to me? I don't know. Does it sound familiar to you? Frank? Yes. Hello? Frank, you've called before, haven't
3: you? No, sir. Okay. Frank. Yes. And uh, You said you had a painful experience with anal sex in the past? Yes. And which part of you was uh, hurt, your front or your back? No,
10: no, no. no. I did it before. Right. It's just really gross. It, you know, it's it just... Yeah. be nauseous and stuff.
3: Right, right. Now, how, how bent is she on this?
10: Uh, you know, she cuts basically cuts me off from regular sex when I don't want to do it. Really? Yeah. We've never a had unfair. a call like this. Yes.
3: We've never had a... And I'm sure you're not going to find a sympathetic ear amongst your friends because they're all just going to be too busy laughing their ass yeah, off. Yeah,
10: I'm not telling nobody. You guys are the only ones who knows.
3: All right. Well, this is an interesting predicament because we get the that's a funny statement but we get the other side of this all the time we get we get women calling saying that their boyfriends have been pressuring them into into something they didn't want to do like anal sex but frank here's the first uh guy uh, secure enough with his masculinity to come forward and admit that um he sheds a tear for uh the butt love
10: yeah what can i do though to get out of this
3: yes
4: adam yeah what do we tell the guys? Right, what do we, what do we tell the girls when the guys? Well, I the
7: presume. I presume you've told her what you told us. Yeah. But You don't. And she you doesn't find it respect, She doesn't. You know that you find it. Yeah, disgusted, and she doesn't she might sort be of. offended That I think it's gross,
10: though. You know. Cause,
7: have you told her that you think it's gross?
10: Yes, but okay. then she always says that when I give, you know, when she, you know, gives me oral sex, you know, it's, it's. You know, I, I think it's different, you know. You know it, it, well if it, she's prepared
7: to be. give you oral sex yeah. without yeah. pressure then that's she, a deal. she can't she can't hold that against you no i think yeah. she's saying she finds that kind of disgusting
3: yeah but i don't see how no I'm no no, no she's mixing uh, apples and anuses. exactly absolutely there's no comparison between the uh, oral sex and the in the butt love believe me
10: it's just, you know, just something i don't want to do all right
4: other than... see i told you <laughs> <laughs> i told you <laughs> It
2: is what? Running? I like that.
3: No, I well, see- uh, well, listen, Drew. Please, get off your, your your high horse for one second. That was an interesting call. Guy's an a-hole. All right. Frank's an a-hole. That, that was a bogus call. Yeah. We got burnt. Drew, Drew at the very top of the call. I Drew, said it's Drew a gave, bogus Drew, call. Drew a, he smelt a little bogo there. He smelt it, but I was You shot me down. I wanted to believe, that's why. But the point is this: there are guys out there. No, that, no, no, what, no, they're not. No. There's got to be one guy out there who's listening, who's in the same predicament that Frank's in. Paul, am I right? Yeah,
7: I would, I would say. All so, right,
3: yeah. there, no, there you go. They no. don't lie. They no. don't need therapists over there in the UK to tell the truth. <laughs> all right, we have a little song coming up off of uh, Insides. A little song
7: called uh, the Box. You uh, any story behind that, Paul? Um, I knew that it's sort of inspired by all the sort of spy movie music and sort of hammer house of horror things of the sort of 70s and 60s okay so john barry lalo schifrin oh, so you, got, you
3: got a story most of the time i ask the guests that and they go uh yeah. <laughs> all right so it's kind of spy themey?
7: yeah all right we'll, we'll
3: be the judge of that the box <laughs> The Box, off of insides with their little James Bond uh, Avengers theme. And we'll okay. be back.
11: Bye-bye. Be right back.
0: Austin.
4: GoDaddy wants to help put your business online. The Website Builder makes creating a website easy. Even if you don't have any technical skills yourself, just choose a design from hundreds of customizable templates and personalize it with Website Builder's drag-and-drop design tools. Don't pay a web designer or spend hours on Google learning how to build a website. For just $1 a month, you get everything you need to create a professional website with unlimited pages, unlimited pages, including a free domain name, free hosting, and GoDaddy's award-winning 24-7 support. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter the code LOVELINE to get the website builder for just $1 a month. See website for details.
3: Well, we're here with Orbital. That would be Paul Hartnell. And uh, a little bit later on, we have the Primitive Radio Gods coming in here. And then uh, next week, Tori Amos, 311, and my dad.
4: <laughs> and not me.
3: And not true. I'll be in Mexico somewhere. Absolutely. For a week. Without
4: the triplets. We're not taking the kids. Selling
3: the uh, prescription drugs at a, at a, at a profit?
4: No, you can get them over the counter down there. Oh, okay. No, no prescriptions.
3: Wow. But you bring me back some uh, yeah, morphine. Yeah, I figured you'd want something. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, but bring me back, I, back I, some I will
4: actually miss you. You will? Yeah. For about a minute or two. I will. I will. And then I'll be happy as hell to be there, and I won't think once more about you. What part of Mexico are you going to? Pretty far south. Uh-huh. Further south than I've ever been. Oh, really?
3: Yeah. I used to go to Tijuana. Oh, I love yeah. Baja. We're not going to Baja. Wild pigs running on the beaches in Baja. Yeah. Sleeping on oh, the beach. was a great place to go. Yes. There are no laws there. God <laughs> bless that country. Guy gets elected, he gets shot the next day. It's a fantastic <laughs> country. You guys got a whole different thing going over there in the UK. They just scream at each other. Put in one person,
7: they stay there for 80 years. Yeah, yeah, I know. And they stand up and stick the tongue out of each other. Yeah, I know. They're just shouting. The well, as the playground continues. Well, is it the... Uh, I always screw it up. Is it the House of Commons yeah. or the Parliament? I always Parliament? screw it up as well. I, I don't understand the whole thing myself.
3: Once in a while on a late night cable TV out here... They will broadcast... The, the right ad- honorable gentleman from North Hollywood. Right. Guy gets up there, starts halfway into something, and everyone starts yelling, Bullocks! Yeah, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of funny though to see a bunch of guys it's in suits. Not funny suits. if you live there. <laughs> you know
4: what though? What's, what's great about it is that those people learn to express themselves so clearly and so quickly with such command of language that you really they get their points out fast usually, because their friends or, or their opponents are shooting them
3: down so fast. But John Majors gets up there and ten seconds into his a- address, everyone starts yelling at him. I mean, I'm, it's it's like a Geraldo
7: or something. Yeah, I know. I but knows. it's
3: weird because other than that everyone seems pretty uptight but they just go nuts when they get in that place oh they they do it when they're out and about as well i'm sure <laughs> mary 23 you're on love line
5: hello adam hello dr drew Hi. paul um hey. i do have a situation and i'll try to be as concise as possible um i am a student studying psychology and i've taken the year off i'm getting ready to return this fall i came into contact with um, an older gentleman who is in the field. He's a professional.
4: You're 23. Yes, I am. How old is he?
5: He's 44.
4: What do you mean he's in the field?
5: He's um he's a, he has a PhD, clinical counseling. But
4: he's not your therapist.
5: No, he's not my therapist. He's not my professor. He's not my boss. I All just right. happened to run into him socially when All he was right. down here at the convention. Um, anyway, through the year we became we kept in contact. Um, he's become a good friend, confidant, and I'm moving out west soon. Uh, which puts me in closer proximity to him, and uh, through this time that we've been talking, um, he's come to know a lot of things about me. I, in the past, of course, was molested, and mm-hmm. um, so he's had some insights and some uh, things to say that I've talked to him about, and uh, we've become somewhat close. Yeah. Um, my concerns are, uh, I've only really been sexually active again, I guess, about a year or so, I kind of stopped seeing people for a while because um, I was trying to work out all of this stuff because it's just kind of weird again. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: Um, He is married.
3: Oh, please. Uh, (laughs) Why uh, did I have a feeling that was the case? Well, because you got so much to begin with. Whenever they go, he's a uh, humanitarian and um, he's got three penises and he's he's eight feet tall. Oh, and he's married. Yes, he's married. Exactly. Stuff like
2: this makes me sick. um,
3: No, no, you can can, stop. Mary, you can stop here. You can
4: stop right here, just because he is a professional, just because he has some degrees. No, no,
5: no. It's nothing like that. Um, What I'm talking about is he's a he's almost like a mentor of mine. Me moving out there closer, there's a lot more that I could learn from him on different levels. And what I am concerned about is that since I have so much trust in him right now, is this really going to really hurt me down the line if I really think? That I'll be able to be intimate with someone again that I can trust completely. Just being intimate so with... so much of what we've done, so much of what we talked about now is just...
4: Mary? Yeah, You cannot be intimate with this guy. Okay. Okay? Don't. This is, this is a sick relationship. All right. Okay? You've given me enough facts to, for me to make that conclusion. Well, the marriage then. You certainly could be intimate with somebody in the future. Having been molested, being young, having been hurt makes you... A very vulnerable person and very likely to make bad choices. You made another bad choice. I know it looks like a good one. It's it is a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's not a good choice for
3: you. Do not be intimate with this fellow. It is a it is not a good situation. And, and it's I, I think it's a bad idea. And I know uh, Drew would uh, stress honesty in a relationship, but I think it's a bad idea to start up a relationship after the person has read and memorized your menu. They got all the specials, they memorized your entire dossier, and now you start a relationship with them. It's kind of weird.
4: It, but it's, it's, it's a sick relationship. I mean, this guy has... No, I'm just
3: talking about in general, Drew. I mean, I think it's best for people to meet each other and not really know too much about each other.
4: <laughs> have sex. Is that the deal for <laughs> you? Just like have sex.
3: <laughs> and then if one of them starts talking, oh, the other God. one turns
4: the stereo up real loud. So we, should, we should go for just that, that, initial, that initial sort of... Visceral... Yeah, that visceral sort of attraction that people have that's always the sickest part of the relationship.
3: Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. that's what I'm saying, right, yeah. Paul? Actually, right? I, I'm a little
4: faci- <laughs> You know
7: what? I'm being a little facetious. I not there are already rules. Myself.
4: You know what? I'm being a little facetious about that. I, I, I do have some faith in the sort of visceral kind of attractions that people get, but you just got to be prepared that they tend to come from unhealthy places, and so you may be... Dragging yourself into a. Right. Everything thing.
3: comes from an unhealthy place, but we we gotta have sex no, but, and get but married Mary's eventually. Thing,
4: Mary's thing is just bad news.
3: She, you right. gotta date a guy who's not married. Just start with that. Absolutely. Rebecca, 17, you're on Love Line with Orbital. Hello. Hey. Hello. Um,
6: okay, I kinda have this predicament. Okay, I was going out with this guy. Well, kinda of going out with him. And we kept getting into these sexual situations, but they got pushed on because they had no condoms. But since then, we've kinda. It's like two weeks ago. Um, we've kind of, I don't know, we've not called it quits, but like, we're not, like, seeing each other as much. And what I want to know is, like, because now I've got the condoms, I we're, like free to have sex. But I don't know if I should just go up to him and talk to him about it or if I should just, like...
3: Well, what do you mean, now you have... did you have to go to uh, South America to get the condoms?
6: No, 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 it's... no. Um, well, at the time, when we were in the position to have sex, we didn't have any.
2: Okay. But,
4: but then he wouldn't be your friend anymore? He didn't. He didn't hang out with you after that.
6: No, I'm just saying
3: that we're right. not
6: seeing each other as much anymore. Why? Well, he had family visiting for one.
3: Okay, but now you have some condoms and you want to have
7: sex. Yeah. All right, Paul. What are you doing? Well, I'd say if if you're happy with it, you should go for it. Okay. Really? You know, if if it's something you want to do.
6: Well, we tend to like not argue, but like
4: yeah, like, something each other a lot. something's missing here. Oh. Why'd you call? <laughs> <laughs> really? Why, well, why'd What? Confront him on it. On what? Like,
7: so it's like it shouldn't be a confrontation, right? You guys have a it relationship and they a, a joyful thing, right? When all this, when something
4: like that naturally occurs again, you'll have the condoms. Okay. All right. Put
3: one in each boot, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you got to get condoms. Everyone has to have condoms. You, yeah, yeah. you got to get a bunch of them. Condoms, you got to treat like uh, it's got to be like pencils. You can't just have one and hope to hang on to it. You got to put one in the car. You got leave one at the desk. You gotta put uh, one at the office.
4: What if one breaks?
3: What if one breaks? You gotta, you gotta put one. Uh, I'll put one in. You know, you know. I wear my hair up sometimes. Yeah. I'll have one up in my bun. Oh. <laughs> hey, Mike, put that on a cart, would you? <laughs> and we'll be back.
1: Love line will be right back. Why? Because we like you.
4: Hey, everybody, don't forget our friends at GoToMeeting. That's right. If you need to have a meeting, get your peers or your collaborators together, you can do so with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Powerfully simple way to meet online from anywhere, anytime. We love GoToMeeting. I use GoToMeeting for any meetings I'm having where I can't get everybody together or where people are in different parts of the country or the city, whatever. Why get together? You don't have to. You can actually have your high-definition, real-time video conference all the while throwing up and working out one another's documents. That's really the most cool part of the whole thing. So you can start GoToMeeting. Sign up for GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share the screen to collaborate on projects in real time. Turn your webcams, turn on your webcams to see each other's face to face. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit goToMeeting.com today and click the try it free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE. That is go to meeting.com. Promo code Loveline. Meeting is believing.
3: I love Schlong. Yes. That, uh, that drop will haunt me for the rest of my days. That will be on my headstone. Wish it. <laughs> I Love Schlong uh, by Adam Carolla. I wish it sounded more like you. Yeah, it doesn't sound like no, me. No. I love Schlong. No. Well, now that did kind of sound like me. 1 800 L O V E 191. Schlong, Paul, by the way, is uh, is, is American idiom for um, Schlong. <laughs> it means <laughs> Schlong. You know, it's like uh, you'd call it your uh, wanker. Right, right, right. Yeah. You're, you I'm got those. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that would be Paul Hartnell from uh, Orbital, and um, we're basically going to say goodbye to him because we have to bring in the uh, Jeff and Chris from the Primitive Radio Gods. Boy, it's hectic around here these days. Traffic. Uh, I do want to thank Paul for coming in from Orbital. I want to tell everyone to go out and check them out at uh, Organic at uh, Big Bear this weekend. I also want to tell them to go out to uh, San Francisco and catch him on the twenty fourth, and then uh, to Portland on the twenty seventh, and then third uh, of July in Chicago. And then on the 8th of July in Washington, uh, I don't know if it's Washington, D.C. or is it Washington State? D.C. Oh, D.C. at the 930 Club. Oh, yeah, the 930 Club, right, because I was just out there, and everyone was going to the 930 Club. Yay! (laughs) So uh, much success on the uh, CD. It's called Insides, and I uh, suggest everyone go out there and get it and go out and find uh, Orbital wherever uh, they are and when they come to a town near you and uh hopefully you'll be able to get uh is it phil yeah out uh out of oh
7: yeah he's he's coming tomorrow he's still in heathrow you know yeah probably
3: <laughs> you're gonna have to do that <laughs> whole thing yourself oh uh, well you can handle it yeah all right well uh
7: cheers well thanks very much yes yeah, i don't think i've solved many problems but it's been a fascinating experience yeah but your job is just to sort of color the love line experience
3: we don't solve any problems. I mean, Drew does like a handful, but you come in and, and and we get to say, hey, we had Paul from Orbital in here and people get to hear you with that great limey accent and everyone right. loves it. I thank you for coming in and we'll be back in 10 seconds.
12: This is Love Live on Radio Station.
3: Oh, yes, indeed. 1 800 L O V E 191 is the phone number. 310 854 4455 is the fax number. Oh, it's the swing shift. It's Chris O'Connor and Jeff Sparks, and they're both coming in here. Greetings. From the primitive radio gods. And they've rolled in. <laughs> it's like. Uh,
13: oh, it's nasty out there.
3: It's like some kind of uh, NASCAR pit change it <laughs> goes on here the jack comes flying out the water bottle comes in a little chalkboard with the numbers on it and we're back on the road again all right thanks for coming in guys thank you all right the um you got this song it's uh it's the number one song at least on our stage never heard, heard of K-Rock. it rock don't know what you're talking you know about. that uh, one with bb king oh King's that sissy song rapping yeah, oh don't song. go for that self-deprecation artist yeah. crap we know you love it you're right now I was uh, reading the bio, and uh, basically, tell us how this uh, record, Rocket, came to be, because it's kind of an interesting story.
13: Well, um, I guess it started with the band that I played with for four years in the Ventura area called the IRLs, and we made four independent records on our own, and uh, kind of went through the whole record company, Marie Moreau, and uh, Jeff, uh, who's with me on my right, right here, that's me. Hi, Jeff. Uh, I guess got sick of it and split, so we basically broke up. And uh,
3: a huge mistake. Well, it wasn't yeah. all my fault.
13: It's his fault. So, where was I?
3: You were talking about <laughs> dumping Jeff because he was baggage. Right. That's it. Yeah,
13: we dumped Jeff.
3: You moved on. All right. I'll finish so the story, and easy. you tell me if I screw it up. All right. And you went into some guy's uh, like basically garage who had some outdated, antiquated. Uh, engineering uh, equipment. That's the understatement of the year. And or it was a real, like, what was it? Like, just some crappy, it was like a totem well, play
13: or something? It's, it was an old, old 69 Ampex, and it's kind of cool. It was like always breaking down. And, and as a matter of fact, when I went back into some of the remixes on the songs, Dave, uh, the engineer and owner of the garage, actually had to get duct tape and hold the record button down. to make Really? Oh, I love so these stories. Kind of
3: oh, that thing will be in the Smithsonian one day. Exactly.
13: All it, right. So, so, yeah, anyway, um, uh, I had bought a sampler. I was like really into public enemy just from a production standpoint. Right. I what they were doing was really exciting and, um, you know, sort of creating the same excitement that guitars, you know, traditionally did with you know, power chords and guitar solos and stuff. And I just thought it'd be kind of fun to experiment with samples and, you know, pop and rock song type thing. So I just basically went in and finished, uh, we'd actually laid two tracks down that were going to be the next IRL's record. Um, are you happy? And, uh, where the monkey meets a man. And Jeff played guitar on those and co-wrote the songs. And then Tim, had played drums and it was basically the decision: Do I keep going or do I just like scrap it? And I said I'll just make a record, you know, finish it and have some fun. So basically, it was just uh, me having fun with the sampler. And also, I played bass in the IRLs, and it was like first time I played guitar in a lot of years. I just kind of like got a little crazy. There's like a guitar solo on so it. So you
3: you patched a whole thing together yourself, basically with gum and duct tape. And yeah. for a thousand bucks, you you put out a CD, and then you went about trying to get somebody a record label to sign you, right?
13: Well, not really. When it first came out, um, Dave had some friends, and they like played it for a few people. And this is—you got to remember—this is back in '91. It was made five years ago, and that was when, you know, Nirvana just sort of happened, and grunge was sort of overthrowing the old format, you mm-hmm. know, the, the the classic rock thing. And basically, as far as record companies were concerned, if you weren't like wearing flannel and came from Seattle, it was just like they weren't interested. Right. And in rock it was pretty, you know, bizarre compared to that stuff. So I kind of expected that reaction anyway, and, and uh, it was kind of conscious decision. You know, I thought if I was ever going to do anything with music, it would be with the I R E L S because I just thought it was like a great band and great music, and I just didn't have the energy to get guys together and play the songs that were on the record. So I basically just quit music for three years. I got a job as an air traffic controller, as I'm sure you know, down at LAX. Yeah. I had to, I, I just like got the subwoofer uh, ripped off from my car, so I didn't even listen to the radio. I was listening to like 690 Sports Radio for like three years, and just hanging out and you know playing pool and boozing and just doing some other things. That
4: just makes me feel very secure.
13: Yeah, that's, relax. Air, air traffic controller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what cigarettes yeah. and alcohol. Up Hanging on, out, boozing. Central ingredient.
7: Everyone in the LA area should be breathing a sigh of relief
13: that you're out of the ah, tower. Exactly.
7: No All right.
3: So you, we'll get to the air traffic controlling days in a second. But as as the story goes, as I understand it, you you sort of sent out some sampler CDs. You you didn't really. You got a couple of nibbles, but no bites, and you you basically shelved the thing for a year.
13: Right. Well, initially there was a three-year period where I didn't do anything with it. And then I was really, I, I was staring, you know, looking at doing my job for, for 30 more years. And I just go, I can't do this for 20 or even 30 more years. And uh, so I started having all these wild schemes about, you know, opening my own business. I sent away for like stock market stuff to play the stock market and horse betting things. And I thought, you know, if you're going to do that, like have your own, have your own uh, job or, or start your own business, do something that you know something about. And obviously that was music. So I had the record done. I said, I'll make some CDs. So I,
3: You could have opened an airport yeah
13: all right pressing on
3: <laughs> so you you decided to market it and kind of do yeah it i sent out to
13: college radio and the press and it was like you know there comes that moment where you have to get on the phone and say did you get the record you have to actually sort of sell yourself and i literally sat for half an hour that first day like a couple of weeks after i mailed it out and just go i can't do this and so another year went by and i was just sort of basically cleaning the house and there were the cds in the closet and i said hey, let's just chuck them or do a blind mail-out, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, when you buy a lottery ticket, there's always hope that, you know, somebody will listen to it, but right. you know, it's, you're not going to win. Right. The guy's so, using it for a coaster. Right. Right. So I did this blind mail-out, and just so happened this one guy uh, started working for Fiction on the East Coast, which put, basically puts out Cure Records, and they also uh, do music publishing. And he just got a job there and was determined to, like, find something, you know, that, mm-hmm. that people don't get through the normal avenues. And uh, he heard it, liked it, played it for his friend Benji Gordon, who's an Anarch guy at Columbia. Who played it during this uh, Columbia meeting? And just so happened that the head of the London office was out, and uh, he liked the song, took it back to London, called me at work, talked to me for like a half an hour, and then three weeks later called me up and said he wanted to put the record out. And like never even saw me.
3: You see, kids, it can happen to you. But uh, you have to shoot a lot of pool, you got to drink a lot, and you have to quit (laughs) your job. You got to chill out, man. You got to chill out. That's right. You cannot you cannot force feed creativity. It must it must uh, breathe like fine wine. Alicia. Yeah. You're 15. Uh huh. You're on love line with the primitive radio gods.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. Me. She sounds thrilled, <laughs> by the way.
13: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm
5: going to tell my boyfriend. Uh huh. Because I'm grounded right now. Because of my report card.
13: Mm
5: hmm. And he goes out with his friends and stuff and goes to parties and he drinks a lot. And I don't know if he cheats on me or not. Yeah. Because he won't tell me anything. And I'm trying to have, like, this really open relationship because. I almost cheated
3: on him the other night, but I decided not to.
5: Right. Because my sister's friends came over, and one of them likes me, and I told him no, and
3: I told my boyfriend this. Uh huh. So you're staying true, even yeah. though there's temptation. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though you can't leave your room. Yeah. You well, can't leave mini- my room, I go downstairs. Oh, oh hey. You get to, to move about the house.
2: Yeah.
5: Well, that's not bad. I just can't
3: leave the front door. So you're not chained to a radiator in the hall? Uh uh-uh. Okay. All right. No, that's barely grounding. And you know grounding from uh, the air traffic controlling days. Oh, day. yes. Oh, yes. All right, so you don't know if this guy's cheating. Yeah. Well, Does he say no when you ask him? No, I
5: haven't asked him yet. I don't have enough guts to
3: do it. Can you afford a private detective? No. What kind of relationship
4: is this where you believe strongly that your boyfriend may be cheating?
5: Well, I, I don't know. I care
4: about him a lot. No, but where does the cheating come into this?
5: Well, he goes out and stuff. Like, one night I asked him what he's doing. going to a party. And uh,
4: so it's he does a lot of other stuff than date you. Yeah. And that's kind of scary.
2: Mhm.
4: D- are you the only girl he dates? I don't know. Yeah. see, right. Alicia, you need that's to you ridiculous. need to yeah, you need to have a very very honest and direct conversation with him about what your expectations are in this relationship and what his are, and see if they're similar.
3: Chris, you've had more in depth uh, conversations with uh, pilots from Korean Airlines, haven't Let, you?
13: Let's not get into that. Now let's get into that for just a second.
3: Does every, is English the uh, standard language of yeah, English flight, is the, is the aviation,
13: international language of air traffic control? Unfortunately, most of the, a lot of the foreign carriers. Actually, some of the guys are really good. Like uh, Aeromexico, Mexicana, fly into L.A. all the time, and they're really good. They do what you, you know what you ask, and they, they, you know, tell them to do something possible. And they go right here, right here, which is nice to hear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody's supposed to speak
3: English. But, uh, you, you seem like a guy with a decent sense of humor. Do you ever screw around with uh, anyone? I resent,
13: I resent that. Oh <laughs> you ever yell, like, just yell, like, he keeps asking directions, you just keep yelling, oh, my God! I've never, you know, I've never cursed. I, I get in, You get into pissing matches with guys all the time because it's just, LAX is just a really impossible situation that um, there's just – too many airplanes, and the equipment is too old and breaking down, and, and you're asking. The okay, I'm
4: changing my airplane. My yeah. flight terminal. They don't even
3: there. have Doppler here yet, do yeah, we? This
13: is a true story. I mean, no,
4: no, no, I can't stand uh, it.
13: Drew, then go out of the room. I want to know. Go ahead. Um, I mean, you're, you're you're using equipment that's like 30 to 40 years old. And, right. Uh, there's actual telephone lines we use to communicate with pilots and each other that are so old when they break down, they have to like call guys in off retirement. Right. They, like these old geezers, like come in, like you know Uncle Bob and stuff, and then they're and and then when they they, they figure out what the problem is that there's no parts available because it's 40 years old because yeah. they have like tubes and yeah. things yeah. right it's, it's amazing man what first is up world, with this first world country and we're like you know third world uh, systems. yeah right? i don't i don't understand that it's I, because the federal government runs it basically uh, yeah. damn it's that dan uh, fernando peña guy isn't it yeah yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah i'm gonna talk to him <laughs> federico peña i call him his friends call him fernando engineer mike all right, Drew, you can come back in the room now. Drew's getting on a plane. He's going to Mexico, of all places, and he's a little bit squeamish. George, 15, you're on love line with Primitive Radio Gods, uh, minus Drew. Hey, would someone tell Drew it's okay to land back in the studio now, for Christ's sake? George? Yeah,
1: I want to know, um, like, what the long-term effects, of, like, uh, if there are any, like, pornography when you're, like, a teenager.
3: Teenager? Mm-hmm. You can uh, ruin your VCR. If you don't have one of those uh, little uh, rewind uh, cars that I bought from the uh, video store, um, what else, Drew? By teenager, what age do you mean?
4: Uh, I noticed, by the way, you get a little secure without me in here. Adam.
3: No, no <laughs> I, I could give a rants.
4: So actually, I was, I was
13: I, my hand was on the table, and He's got some uh, really nice legs. Oh, so that's what he was getting excited just, about. I yeah, to that see was what's that.
4: Going on what by teenager you mean fifteen and older? Or between thirteen and eighteen? Well. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't quote studies that, that suggest any problem. I know that there's a lot of studies about violence really being contagious. Yeah. That that people viewing violence tend to become violent, particularly young people are affected by that. Um, I find myself getting up and walking in front of the television three or four times a day to, to block things that my kids, I don't want my kids to see. And it's not violence. It's, it's a lot of explicit sexual stuff. Really? Oh, yeah.
3: Can't you, do you got a remote control?
4: Not the worst. We keep losing them or the kids take them outside or so something. You, but you
3: actually throw yourself in front actually of the tube. I
4: can't actually walk up there and, and change a channel or something. I mean, it's, and that's so. So my instincts tell me that it, it, it it's traumatizing in some way to kids. It's not. It's not. They're not. They can't interpret it in context. It doesn't make sense to them. I don't know at what age it becomes non-traumatic. I, I'm sure 15 year olds can you know, view this stuff. and It's not a
3: big. Deal. Well, th- this is going to be interesting. Um... Uh, thing that's going to occur in our society because uh, when I was growing up, now, now, Chris, how old are you? Uh,
13: Thirty-one.
3: Okay, so you're about my age. And Jeff, uh, thirty. Thirty. All right, I'm thirty-two. Drew's, uh one hundred and eight. Oh, yeah, you guys are way. We're, we're all about the same age. Now, when we were growing up, we could we didn't have access to a porno movie. I mean, I could remember trying to watch a porno movie at age fourteen or fifteen, and it was on a Super Eight projector. And some guys' older brother was in the service, like sent back something from the right. Philippines. Right,
13: the VCR. Right, no
3: one had a VCR, right. and if and if anyone did have one, it was one of those ones uh, from uh, from Russia that was like <laughs> seven hundred pounds, and when you hit the eject, the thing shot up and smacked someone and broke your jaw. No one had it. They're kind of in
7: schools now.
3: Right, right. There was no, you couldn't steal it because it would take six guys in a hand truck to get the thing out of the living room. Nobody had access to anything. So if you wanted to watch a porn film, first you needed the projector. And someone had the projector... But the bulb was burnt out, and it was like eighty bucks for a projector bulb, and everyone had to pass the hat, you know, chip in seven bucks,
13: and get this projector yeah, going. You had a very traumatic childhood. Oh, it was now horrible. We all have porn on demand. That's
3: absolutely. But we learned to we learned to make Appreciate do with what we charm. had. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Believe me. And so we'd fire this thing up, and it wasn't enough that someone's folks were like out at the market or something; they had to be in Europe. To watch porn. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had to clear out for right. days because it was going to take a long time. And then it was a bunch of guys sitting around, and the thing would seize up and start burning, <laughs> and everyone would start screaming, "No!" And they'd grab it, and it got to the point where I actually just ripped off a strip, and I would hold it up in front of the light, and that that was enough porn. <laughs> That's what it was like, uh, cave porn. We we made do. Now everybody's got a VCR. Right. I mean, yeah. there's two in every house and everybody's got a movie floating around and they sell them at all the liquor stores and they sell them everywhere. And I'm sure every 13 year old kid worth his weight in salt has himself somewhere, a, a, a film like stuffed under his mattress. And in I the think you a film. lot of
13: 13 year old kids feel inadequate that don't have it. At this point. A lot of 13 year old
4: parents now running into those 13 year old rooms <laughs> and ripping them apart.
13: All right. But all it takes is one buddy.
3: With a VCR, or with a tape, and who can circulate it around to the little group of friends. The point is, is they're seeing things that we only sort of dreamt of at 13. I, mean, I didn't even know how that stuff worked. Right. I didn't even know, like, where the hole was and right. stuff. I thought it was, like, on the top part. You know, I didn't... It's right in the middle. Yeah, you know what I mean. So... I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of effect what the impact is going to be. This right. is going to have. I don't. We're going to have a bunch of uh, crazed sexual freaks, or a bunch of religious religious zealots,
13: or a bunch of
4: people that never come out of their house.
13: Well, I'm in favor of the truth now.
4: Are you? Yeah. And so what? Kids is, are
13: going to. I don't know. Kids are going to find out. You know, eventually. I don't. Know, I just. I, I. always grew up knowing for some yeah, yeah, I Always told no, me you know,
4: knowledge and overstimulation. You know, in our society, there's MTV and there's fifty thousand channels. Now you, Adam, you brought this up a number of times about when you. When you take an animal and you you know flash strobe lights in its eyes for three days, it, it reacts. Right. And whether this is going to be overstimulating in some way to people and have have a reaction of some type, have some kind of effect, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think I think I certainly know with younger kids, I'm I'm worried about it. With kids my age, I, I get up from the television
3: three All times. Right. a Well, night. I think it'll 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 build to a head and then it'll do some kind of thing and it'll turn into Whole Planet of the Apes type of thing where man dies off and Chuck Heston. Dogs and represents cats living it. together. And by the way last night Adam I, What?
4: Uh, what? I could barely deal with last night. All right. With, with the Oh, porn. oh, we had porn women in last night. I mean, I don't think I said and one. Why weren't
13: we here last night? <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> really you guys were out of class. I
4: don't think I could say one word after about
3: 11:20. Stephanie, I I was in a zone. You were in another plane. Uh Stephanie, 15. Yeah. Hey, you're on love line.
5: Okay. Um my brother's friend was over here last week, and we really, like, hit it off. We were really good friends. I'm not, not good friends, but we like we started kissing and everything. hmm And he came over again the next day, and we did it again. And then he disappeared for a week, and then he came back over, and we're kissing again. And I don't know how to tell him that I like I mean, he obviously knows that I like him, but I don't know how to tell him that I want to go out with him and just not kiss.
3: This and, is your brother's friend.
5: Oh, well, my brother. Well, he's
14: older than my brother. All
3: right. Is it your brother's friend? Yeah. Oh. For Christ's sake then, just agree with me. Okay. All right. I don't care how old he is. He's your brother's friend. How old is he? He's fourteen. Fourteen?
14: Mm-hmm.
3: And you're fifteen.
14: Yeah. Well, see, when
3: I don't know, like when you're fourteen, is it do you go out on dates? Yeah. You do?
2: Sure.
4: You do? Yeah. You
3: just uh, you talked to
4: a twelve year old last night you told him to ask a
3: girl out. Oh. <laughs> well, look, Drew, Drew, I can't remember everything I say on this show. Besides, I was in my porn zone. Oh God, were you? Oh man, I've, I've never seen. You know, such I, focus. I don't know what to,
4: I, I always want to get at those people and talk to them, but they're they always <laughs> people that are so nice, and it's, it's disarming to to get too direct with the questions the, when they're our
3: guests. Yes. The porn women? Yeah. Yeah, well, Drew wants to suck the sex out of the room. He wants to talk about their childhood and their upbringing and, you know, what their yeah. dad did or didn't do to them. And I want to talk about their latest, you know,
13: film The effort. real, the good stuff. Yes, know, yes. about I'm psychology. A, I'm a
3: people man. Stephanie. Yes. So you need to, you want to tell this young 14-year-old to take you out. Exactly. All right.
7: Guys, what do you think? How does Why she, don't you just ask him? What's Yeah, you could ask him out or you
5: could... I'm too shy. I'm that
13: really shy, but I just, I can't bring myself to
4: ask. You know what? Young ladies need to, to figure out how to learn how to do this.
13: I tell you, seriously, I mean as a guy, I mean I'm not very good at asking. I'm just terrified was terrified all the time and like I can't think of one girl that if she would ask me out I would have said no to. Right. You know? That so. that
4: most guys are gonna say yes to most girls. But the fact is our society doesn't raise women to know how to do this, how to assert themselves and how to express and, and so have their needs supported in a relationship or, or be able to pursue a guy. It's good to do that, Stephanie. It's not bad, it's good. So learn.
3: Alright, Stephanie? Yeah. Alright. Go get him. Go get him, girl. Go, fetch, get, kill, sick. Mike23.
15: Yeah, what's up?
3: Hey. What's
15: up, guys? Uh, I got this problem. I don't know what the hell it is. It's kind of weird. Um, <clears throat> on the tip of my, I don't want to say, uh, tip of my penis.
3: Mm-hmm. On. Your wiener.
15: With a. That's good. Where the,
3: Very tactful.
15: <laughs> Where the slit is, I guess. What the hell is it called? The opening. Urethra. Urethra. There we go. Hey, urethral meatus. There was like a, I don't know what the hell. It's kind of like it was look looked like a blackhead. Uh-huh. But it wasn't. It was. I don't know what the hell it was. Yeah. And I kind of like, I guess, kind of squeezed it out, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like that. It was like hard.
4: Uh huh. L- like like toothpaste, kind of.
15: No, it wasn't toothpaste. It was like, um, I mean, it was like the color of a blackhead, but I don't know.
4: Well, it might have been a blackhead. I mean, you can get you get something called sebaceous cyst in in the penis, and that can be a blackhead.
15: So look like a blackhead. Anyway. Nothing, nothing to nothing to worry about. What does it look like now? Oh, uh, I don't know. I threw it away.
4: No, no. But what is what's left behind? The rest of your oh, penis, the part kind of you like, safe.
15: kind of like a little crater, I guess you could say. <laughs> Not the yeah.
3: husk, but the actual yeah, corn on the cob. You probably
4: will have stuff will sort of reform in there periodically, and it's probably just sort of, sort of sort so
15: just like just normal, just sebaceous normal cyst.
4: Stuff yeah.
15: yeah. You're fine.
3: Yeah, okay. all right. You use one of those Stridex pads.
15: Yeah,
13: right.
3: In between masturbation, okay, Mike? <laughs> People call with the stupidest questions on this show.
13: Yeah, I haven't had that one yet. I was kind of intrigued. I was kind of
3: curious as to what... And that we actually have never had one with a blackhead on the end of the penis. The uh the uh end of the penis seems to be a fairly pristine for most guys. It's a, not a trouble. That's spot. a sacred area. Yeah, you don't cool. want to, you don't want to have trouble there. It really is. Although I, the thing I love about guys is um, they'll go over every square millimeter of their penis on an almost nightly basis. They will examine that thing like so, a so jeweler. What's your, point? what's your point? I'm Just saying. <laughs> uh, good hygiene. That's a is, given. Is a plus. And we'll be back. The phone number for
1: Loveline, one 800 191 Call now all you say, kids, Loveline will be right back.
12: Blinds galore. Oh, yeah. What's in the name? That's the name, Blinds Galore. Blinds as in blinds, galore as in much, much more. These guys buffed us out over here. Let them buff you out over there. Blindsgalore.com. They have everything you need. Don't get in line at the big box store and mismeasure and get screwed. Go to Blinds Galore. They do 100% custom window treatments made just for you and your windows. Family owned and run for over 15 years. They sell blinds. They sell shades. They sell it all. If it goes on a window, they sell it. They've mastered the art of helping you create a perfect window. Free samples, free shipping, free expert design advice. It doesn't get much more convenient than that. Blinds Galore really does have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. Call them Adam sent you.
3: number 1-800-LOVE-191 fax number 310-854-4455 next week Tori Amos 311 and my dad and not me and not Drew one dad leaves the other one steps in so that should be uh, fairly surreal is he going to stay the whole week? No no, 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 I've got There's, other people filling in. They'll just come in uh, one night, and we'll have other... Who's going to come in? Dr. Bruce, Marcel?
4: Bruce, John, I think Marcel.
3: Marcel coming next week? Yeah, so no. your, oh, all, the, uh, all the the love line uh, fill-in doctors you know and, and love so much. Right. But tonight, we are here with the Primitive Radio Gods, and uh, that would be Chris O'Connor and Jeff Sparks, and they have a little CD out called Rocket, and they have a song on that CD called Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth. With money in my hand. Well, that would be the... Primitive Radio Gods off of the uh, CD called uh, Rocket, and um, that song everyone knows about with uh, I guess that's BB King yelling in the background there. Yes, it is.
13: Have you uh, heard anything from uh, BB's camp? Um, not personally, but um, I guess over the last two days, like Letterman was doing, you know, talking about the song and stuff, and I got a call like the next day saying they're trying to set something up where BB would actually come in and sing that part or whatever. Oh,
3: really? So you mean you'd go on Letterman?
13: That's the plan, I guess.
3: Uh huh. Yeah, but nothing, uh, nothing set yet.
13: Nothing set. no. So it'd be kind of cool. You uh, theoretically, it'd be a little, maybe a little too surreal. I don't know. That would be so strange. Now, you
3: know? are you going to get the uh, dolphins in there humping and stuff too? Or? Oh yeah, you got
13: to have the whole, the full, you know, aquatic mammalian, you know, sexual sounds. So you bucket.
3: get Willie and Flipper, and you put them in a tank oh, and yeah. mic
13: them up. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Grease, grease, grease them down. Yeah. So.
13: This now, how long ago did you do? Did you mix this song up? Um, well, I I did originally record the song in '91, and then there was a sample that didn't get approved towards the end from an old French movie that I had to go back and put another sample in and sort of append the last digitally, like the last minute and a half. So technically, like that mix was done, you know, about eight nine months ago. But the actual song in its right. entirety was done in '91. So.
3: This thing, so it's just like. It's like a like a lottery ticket it's sitting in your closet story. for five years. Yeah. Oh, I love those stories. From out of nowhere, they're actually bad stories to relate over the air because it makes people think they can go out and do things. <laughs> it's a very disturbing message for the youth of America. Please, everyone, keep your jobs. That that's my message. This is this is uh, an aberration. This is, this is <laughs> once in a lifetime. It's not real. It's not real. Chris uh, over here, like, oh, I just put my hand right through him. It doesn't even <laughs> exist. He's a uh, poltergeist. Josh, 17. Yeah. Yeah.
11: Um, okay. This is a question for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Of course you know what the epididymis is, right? Right. Okay. I have something they call, like, epididymitis or something epididymitis, like that.
4: Epididymitis, yes.
11: Yeah. Okay. Um. Are you, sexu- went...
4: are you sexually active? Yeah. Did you get it through sexually transmitted disease?
11: No, I had it before I was sexually active. mm mm-hmm. um, you know, I was going. To, I went to the doctor. You know, my dad took me to the doctor and stuff. And and uh, my dad's work changed insurance and all that crap. Mm. So like, we I couldn't go to my family doctor no more. We like switched doctors, and he gave me medicine before we switched. And he said if it doesn't work, you know, come back and we'll see what's up. And uh, and I took the medicine and stuff, and it didn't work. And I never got a chance to go back.
4: What are you having? What are the symptoms you having? What's that? What are the symptoms you're still having?
11: Um, it's just like. I don't know. It's just like a swelling in my scrotum. You know, it's like, it's like the size of my testicles. You know, it's pretty. I'm not bright. Is, bragging it, my is skull. it soft?
4: Like, huh? like, is it soft? Like a, like a.
11: Yeah. You well,
4: know, I know. I, it may not be epididymitis, Josh. It could be a lot of things. Okay. It my be doctor a, told me it was. not Well, it may not be, and you need to see a something called a urologist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very important that you do that. Did he give you antibiotics or did he give you anti-inflammatories?
11: And, uh, I think he gave me antibiotics. What is this disease?
4: Epididymis is sort of the packaging center. It's, it sits on top of your testes. You know, there's sort of a cap on top of the testes. That's a is like veins
3: and stuff? No. Wait a minute. Wait well,
4: yeah, it's sort of a tubular system. There oh, where is it? It sits me, on point. top like a cap. Uh, yeah, me, I'll draw it. Let me draw. Draw. Let me draw the testes. Uh, Here it looks like a nice, nice oval. Uh-huh. And on top. Wait a minute. There sits wait. This, a minute, like, wait, like that's one test. That's those those aren't are my testes. testes. Yeah. Those there's a not enough hair on there for Christmas. This is the testic. <laughs>
3: Who's the testing on the inside? That's a
13: freaking sombrero you just throw. <laughs> That's what it looks That's like. a hieroglyphic, man. <laughs> I see. I don't, there's no semblance of testing. Right All right, where's
3: the nice penis? Oval. Where's the penis? Out here. Oh, there you Ooh, go. Oh, gr- he threw an <laughs> erection, too, by the way, which uh, I'm and sure Freud is, would have something the, to say about. This is the. Uh-huh. The and what happens here? With Where this things here. are sort
4: of packaged. The sperm is sort of collected and put through tubules and. So it's
3: like the uh, Keebler factory, right? That's right.
4: That's (laughs) right. (laughs) right.
3: (laughs) Working the elven magic. (laughs)
8: That's right.
4: All righty then. Okay. And then they can get inflamed, get infected. Chlamydia is a common cause of epididymitis. All kinds of things can cause it. It can be just be an inflammatory process. It can be. It can cause cysts. All kinds of things can cause it there. But you need to see a urologist if it's not getting better with simple
3: treatment. Okay. All right, there, Josh. Yeah. Go see the urologist. A little penicillin
13: shot of whiskey, you'll be all right.
3: Yeah, and Josh, you would not be happy if you saw the size that uh, Drew drew your penis. It's uh, not very flattering at all, looking about two and a half inches and sort of uh, longboard-shaped, actually. That's fully erect also. Absolutely. It's, it's standing up and saluting. Well, when we come back, we will have more primitive <laughs> radio gods. We will have more talk of the uh, Rocket CD and the um, the rags-to-riches story. So to uh, speak. Have you seen any money yet?
13: No, I, I don't
3: know. No, no money? No. It's going to be a while. I don't want to date you, man. You can come
13: clean. Yeah, you'll, you'll come around.
3: All right. You're going to have some money? A little later?
13: Well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm banking on it, actually.
3: Good man. Oh, you're off buying jewelry already <laughs> on credit? Good man. And we'll be back.
1: Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. Right back.
0: Hi, this is Jed Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. Hey, what's up? It's Kanye.
4: Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Hear my
0: conversation with the great Brett Easton Ellis.
11: Hello, this is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me on the Brett Easton
3: Ellis podcast. Hey, this is Brett Easton Ellis. Check out my podcast on Podcast One, where my guests and I will be discussing all the issues that keep the pop culture world moving, talking, and thinking. It's the Brett Easton Ellis podcast on Podcast One. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. I'm Adam Crowley. Dr. Drew. We support certified physician. Dick, from We have Chris O'Connor and Jeff Sparks, both of them from the Primitive Radio Gods. And um, we were just talking during the break. They will be uh, starting a tour soon. First week in July, as I understand. And uh, no uh, firmed up dates yet, but it is sort of a West Coast Tour up and down the coast.
13: Yeah, actually, the dates are firmed up, but I just haven't seen them yet. It got done today, and I just haven't had a chance to look at it. But we're going to probably start in LA a couple a couple of dates, and say the first week of July, and then do mostly West Coast stuff. So you'd I mean,
3: be in San Francisco, yeah, uh, yeah, Washington stuff like
13: that, State, or Seattle, and uh, maybe go out a little bit east, and then just kind of take there's a lot of festivals and a lot of things going on just kind of kick back after that and see how the record's doing and then take it
3: from there. So. Now, when you do uh, a song like your uh, big song uh, um uh, standing out front of the uh, phone booth with the change in it. Okay. Yeah. Now, y- you got the band back together which is the basically the eye rails, right?
13: Yeah, pretty much except for another guy uh, Luke McAuliffe who I've Kind of known casually for about six seven years, sort of the Slim Dunlap of uh, Ventura County. He's like the only addition that wasn't the eye
3: Rails. the iRails Rails must have been kind of stoked that you dusted that stuff off oh, from yeah, your closet were, oh, yes. and sent it out. I mean, it's a, right, that must have been the best phone call ever, right? Uh, just about. Yeah. Because
7: Jeff, what were you doing when when was, you got the call? I was up in Humboldt County uh, working at a mental hospital. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, thinking that I wanted to do something else with my life. What about the... Like, like game kill game? yourself, right? <laughs> so, I... Well, okay. All
3: right, so you work at a pot farm up at Humboldt, and... That goes without saying. And the phone rings, and it's Chris, and he goes, Hey, I quit my job as air traffic controller, and I dusted off these CDs, and I sent them out, and this guy's into it, and, uh, you know, uh, start packing up the guitar. Get band together, Get the band together. We're on a mission from God. That... Yeah, see, that's what... God forbid one of my friends do anything for me. Now, I'll tell you what, my, my loser buddies, because I grew up in the valley. Those here. rat bastards. Those rat bastards, you know. I get a call from them uh, when the when the big K-Rock concerts come up. Hey, man, can you get me those Weenie <laughs> Rose tickets? It's the only thing I get from my friends. And, oh, and when they need to move, too. Can you believe <laughs> that? A big celebrity. <laughs> oh, like huh, build a support. deck. Oh, yeah. Build them something, too. Yeah. <sighs> oh, for Christ's sake. All right, Drew, we got some good calls lined up here. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, 26, you're on Love line with the primitive radio guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hi, can I speak to you? Uh, I guess this is for Adam. Okay, then. Um, all right. Well, I have uh, a roommate who's a lot younger than me, and she's also been a lesbian up until now, and now she says she likes me.
3: Mm-hmm. How old is she? She's 19. Uh-huh. And it, was she bisexual, or was nope, she a nope, devout lesbian?
1: No, nope, devout.
3: Uh-huh. For how long? Her whole life?
1: Um, I think for like the last four years or two years something like that
3: so jeff yeah you brought her around didn't you i I don't know if i did you know i don't yes you did jeff you weaned her off of women and and brought her back to uh the the side of truth
1: well you know i don't know if i want to say that or not all
3: right she Uh, may be listening i hope not but jeff Uh you're a lot of man aren't you Uh, Yeah, yeah. And walking around in a towel for a couple of months is a little more than she could bear, and she finally got herself a hankering for some man, right? I I guess so. All right. Now, what do you think of her?
1: I think she's pretty cute. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
1: But I think she's pretty young, too.
3: Yeah. Could be a little confused.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, living in the
3: same household. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, can you throw her out and then have sex with her? Can I what? Can I...
1: (laughs) going on and just have sex with
3: her? Jeff. Um, Jeff, I, you, you, yeah, you, here's the deal. When yeah. you're living with somebody uh-huh. and you decide to start having sex with them, uh-huh. then they become your girlfriend who lives with you.
1: Because right, right. But, you know, there's no dating process going on here. Just like, you know,
3: right. seeing her. Right.
12: And, uh,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, right. it's pretty intense. All so. right, so... But she's, she is leaving, like, in three months.
3: Oh, really? For um, good?
1: I, uh, I think, actually, she's going to New York for about... Six months and
3: then he's coming back. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Now's the time. Naylor. How bad could it... But, you know, three months can be can be an eternity if you're living with someone that's not working out. Exactly. Do you exactly. think he should uh, sort of um, string her along for a couple of months and then make his move into the last month? Well, it's kind of too
1: late to string her along, I think.
3: Oh. But you already,
1: things are sort of progressing
3: along already. Oh, so. okay. You're already having sex. No. But no. You, You've already what what have you done uh just just kissing, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, Jeff, yeah, it's too late, go ahead, the wheels are in motion, <laughs> this is in God's hands now, <laughs> he's disgusted, but it's in his hands, all right, Jeff, okay, you okay, yeah, I think so, all right, Jeff sounded like he. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's another one of those questions. I don't see the I don't see the dilemma at all.
4: Right. Exactly. Another non-question. All right.
3: Yeah. In in a very uh, good good point you bring up, Drew. We have had a night full of non-questions. A lot of confused people calling up, basically wanting to hear the sound of their own voice on uh, the radio. I'm tired of this, people. I want questions. I want questions that we can give answers to. I want sick, uh, demented, twisted questions, but I want everything to be in the form of a question. Do you understand me? I don't want any more of these long, drawn-out scenarios. I'm grounded. My boyfriend lives downstairs, but I can't go downstairs. But There's no bathroom upstairs. So I don't know what to do. And none of these third-party questions. No, I, I just please. I want some questions. I want some guy got his uh, penis caught in something. Give him some meat. Perfect. And wants to know how to get it out. That's what I want, Drew. Do you have that question for me? No. Okay. April twenty-nine. Yes.
14: Yes. Be patient with me because I'm kind of nervous. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, first, I have a question for you, Adam. Uh huh. Um, remember? I, I remember a long time ago you talking about a date that you had with some girl.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the <laughs> champagne and yeah, it was the Sadie Hawkins dance in uh, nineteen seventy-four. <laughs> I no, think no, it was. No, no about Got the wine out of the seat. Oh, the wine under the sea. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> l- l- All right. no, 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 hey, yeah. be patient now. What
14: was her name?
3: All right, that was, uh, her name was Anita Barone. Are you sure?
14: <laughs> for Christ's <laughs>
3: sake. How many, I, I have screwed up many a date My, Here's the deal. Here's the story. I'm going to recap for the uh, Primitive Radio Gods, guys. guys. Yeah. Anita Barone, hot looking Italian. Now, she plays the wife of Jeff Foxworthy in the Jeff Foxworthy Show you know the stand-up comedian, right? Okay, now before she was a star, and uh I guess any times before I was a star, because I'm not a star. But we went out about five years ago. I was rebounding, and I was I was really vulnerable. You know, I was in one of those positions. Things weren't going well in my life, and I really dug her. And we went on this date. Went to this Italian place, and I you know saved up all my money and everything, and, and things were going great. And, you know, I thought things were going great. When we got back to her apartment. I reached under the seat of my uh, 79 uh, Datsun truck and pulled out a bottle of red wine. I said, how about we go back up to the place and get loaded? And she, like, basically looked at me cross-eyed and left. All right, I never went out with her again. Well, five years, uh, move ahead five years, and we have Bobcat Goldthwait in the studio here about three weeks ago. And it turns out he just, like, went out to lunch with her the day before, and she brought this horrible date up. So he had to come spill it here on uh, national radio. And by the way, a Bobcat listens to the show a lot. How old do you think Bobcat is, guys?
13: 58. 58? <laughs>
3: 58? Okay, that's good. That's good. That's, that's close. Chris, uh, Jeff?
13: 45.
3: 45. Good. Bobcat, are you listening? <laughs> Bobcat just turned 34 years old. Wow, he's a puppy. 34. I was at his birthday three weeks ago. 34. So Bobcat, we had what? 58 what? Forty-five, fantastic! That's what you get for scrolling with me. All right, so that was Anita, who's on um, the Jeff Foxworthy show. Yeah. All right. Well, well she'll be back, man.
14: I have another question now. Yeah. For the radio gods, um, who wrote who wrote that song? The the standing at the phone booth with change in man or whatever.
13: Right. That? Yeah, Chris clowner. Huh? Yeah, I wrote the lyrics, um, but the because of the, there's a sample used from a BB King song. Technically, the, the songwriting critics, they have to be given credit, but as far as the lyrics and the melody and all of that, um, I do. You did. wrote them? Yeah.
14: Originally? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, oh, are you sure? Well, because, um.
13: I, I was there, I'm not, you know, I, 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 yeah. Because I why? Did...
14: Well, because I was there when, uh, in 90, when I, Kurt Cobain wrote them.
13: What? <laughs> really? Yeah. What uh-huh. Can you, like, specifically reference something? What do you mean? What, I mean, what lyrics, lyrics, did, lyrics did Cobain write? Was it in a, in a song, published song of his, or something?
14: Well, I don't know if it was published or not. I mean, I know I, I was there. I watched
13: him. Uh-huh. Really, same yeah. same exact lyrics, the whole song. Uh huh. Uh-huh. How close uh, How
3: close to the hookah pipe were you <laughs> while he was doing this writing, April? What do you mean? All right. Uh, what, what 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 were the lyrics?
14: What do you
4: think? obviously the
3: exact same ones. What,
4: what are they? I mean, you must know exactly what they are if you could identify them precisely in the song.
14: Well, I remember him asking my opinion on some of the lyrics.
4: What were the lyrics?
14: Just on like, um, with the zebra reference and, the, and stuff, like, and the, the plane taking off on or landing on Bourbon Street or whatever. He did. He asked me because I remember I had a horse named Bourbon. And I told him, okay, well, say Bourbon Street because my horse had died, and I just and I wanted.
13: Anything. I guess I guess if the cat's out of the bag, Kurt, yeah, so me and Kurt were actually pretty tight. And, Didn't you um, kill him? Well, you know, I'd, I'd rather, you know, I'd you rather ready go with the official story Oh, okay. Point. Yeah, you made okay. it You made it look pretty good. So, yeah. All right,
3: April. Hey, April. Huh? Don't say anything, though, all right? Keep <laughs> this under your hat. April, this between is, you and me.
4: This is, Do you uh, take any medication, April?
3: No, no, that's the problem. She's not taking any medication. She's supposed to take medication. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm I gotta come clean with you too when uh I was with Jimi Hendrix when he was writing Purple Highs. Well, so was I. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cobain was there too. Man. Right. Okay. The myth goes on, <laughs> man. He's he's
13: writing it. he actually he's he's the author of all pop songs. Right?
3: <laughs> Diane. Hello. Hey, you're fifteen, you're on the line.
5: Yeah, well I have this problem with some guy. Uh-huh. All right. Well last year
6: he used to like me because I told him that I liked him and we were supposed to get together. But then I said, no, I don't want to get together. And I guess he got all mad because this, this year I tried being his friend and he just ignores me. He never writes back. He never calls me or anything. Mm-hmm. And I get very upset. And um, I just start listening to the radio. I listen to like, the sad songs. And I just one day I just started cutting myself and like it made me feel better. So ever since like it's been like six, seven months that I've been cutting
15: myself.
4: Diane, have you been cared for by a psychiatrist or anything like that?
5: No, it's because, like, I try hiding it, like
4: with long yeah. sleeves. You you should get some care. I mean, it just it really is a sign of the this distress you're under. If the only way you can get any kind of an emotional release is by cutting yourself, that's a problem. Okay, mm-hmm. you really need to see somebody. So one of these days you might accidentally hurt yourself, or if your depressions become deeper, you might be trying to hurt yourself, not just get that release.
3: Do you want to? You don't want to kill yourself, though, do no, you? I am sure
4: it's all very confused, but some people are just cut on themselves to get this kind of emotional release. They have no way. They're so, they're so frustrated and depressed. They have no way of releasing it other than self-mutilation.
3: Diane, do you have anything you're interested in? Well, no. All right. That's the deal. You, you need to find things.
6: Well, see, I tried talking to him and
3: everything, and he just... All right. It's not about him. Forget about him. But it's- no, oh. ho- 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 oh. Believe me, I am the voice of reason and experience. Forget about this guy. This guy's going to be one of those uh, teenage uh, relationships gone bad that you laugh about with your husband and later grandkids, somewhere uh, along in life. Okay, mm-hmm. believe me. Please get a little distance from this. You're going to move on. You're going to find other guys, and and things will be better. Those relationships will end too, and then you'll find other guys, and and so on. The, the, it's it's a it's a horrible pattern, but it's life. Mm-hmm. You cannot be cutting yourself in the interim. You have to, you have to go like kick around a soccer ball or something. You you have to find things you're interested in. You gotta burn off energy
6: kind of hard because, like, I have no
4: one in my family to talk to. Yeah, you Maybe. you need to talk to someone. You and need I, to
3: find friends. If all you
4: know, if, well, if, if all we had to do with with the suicidal and self meaning patients was tell them to kick a soccer ball, things would be pretty easy in life. Well,
3: you know, Drew, I think if more people kicked a soccer ball around, the world would be a little better place. Am I right, primitive radio guys? I agree with the no, sports,
13: uh, the sports uh, uh, remedy. Yeah,
3: and it, it's you're... a metaphor. The soccer ball is a metaphor for. Uh, uh, you know, ball. football. Yeah, football. <laughs> the the world. world. Yeah, the world. It's 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 it's, uh, it's spherical and it has little patches in it, which would represent the different continents. Mm. And you kick it around, and 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 in so you you release uh, tension, hostility, and you sweat your way to a better you. I mean, you need an activity. Am I right, though, Drew? Oh, it can't hurt. Okay, I'm glad we agree on some
7: welcome to the biggest show on earth galore,
3: the strangest freak the highest acrobat, and the funniest clown
1: Love on. we'll be right back
2: this concludes another podcast one.com program